0: I could not wait to get to this day in weather history. Now, I'm not a golf follower, or really a fan for that matter, so I gotta confess that straight up before y'all recognize my lack of golf vernacular as this episode progresses. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. I do love a good, how did the weather affect a game played with metal sticks and an open field story. So here we go. Day one at the 1986 U.S. Women's Open Golf Tournament. On this day in weather history. It was the first day of the U.S. Women's Open in Dayton, Ohio. On the surface, you'd think, okay. But this year, everything that could go wrong, did go wrong with the weather and otherwise natural phenomena playing a central role in this being remembered as one of the craziest golf tournaments ever to take place anywhere, at any time, on Earth. Golf purists might remember that Open for the Monday playoff between eventual winner Jane Geddes and Sally Little. But for those who attended or read about it afterwards, it was dubbed the Murphy's Law Open by writer Gary Noon of the Dayton Daily News. You see, on the Tuesday, Two days prior to the July 10th opening round, a train derailment nearby Miamisburg dumped a load of white phosphorus, causing a fire in giant plumes of smoke, leading to the evacuation of 30,000 residents. The next day, Wednesday, now one day out, an associated fire from the phosphorus broke out, making the course again off limits to some of the players on that day. Then on Thursday, July 10th, 1986, it was the actual start of play or so everyone hoped and assumed. But the weather now wanted to get in on the action, and it did in a major way. Welcome to year two of this podcast. Right now, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there's also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective, And oftentimes they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Powerful and loud thunderstorms interrupted play for close to 90 minutes. Remember what I said earlier off the top about a game played in the wide outdoors with metal sticks? This was only just beginning. Then in an Old Testament twist to this plot on Friday, July 11th, Swarms of locusts covered the ground, looking to prevent players as well as spectators from the course. Surely Saturday would bring a break in the madness. Nope. On Saturday, July 12th, 1986, a, get this, 4.5 magnitude earthquake was rumbling in a nearby county and could be felt in Dayton, which suffered minor damage and some loss of electricity. There was also another thunderstorm closing down the course for two hours, 17 minutes, expanding the three day total delay to now a staggering four and a half hours. It was beyond ridiculous now. Sports writers knew by this point that they would actually look silly if they decided to talk to players about their games and try to call that the news. All eyes and pens had turned to the weather and natural phenomena that dominated this truly nutty string of events. And remember that Dayton Daily News writer I introduced you to earlier? Yeah, he had this gem of a summary on the attire for the sequence of events that unfolded. Noon wrote, It was wise to bring an umbrella to the NCR South on Saturday. It was wiser still to bring a change of clothes. It was wisest to bring a hard hat, an inflatable wrap, and a life jacket. I love that. That is awesome. Oh, and the actual tournament? Yeah, that couldn't be normal either. Seriously. I mean, why not? It ended in a tie, and there had to be a playoff. Gettys won eventually, and finally, and mercifully. But knowing when enough is enough, and not taking anything for granted? Yeah, she didn't stick around to celebrate. She was out of there. This day in weather history. Tomorrow is July 11th, and for this... We're going back to 1961, it was the 30th edition of Major League Baseball's Midsummer Classic, the All-Star Game. But it was the first ever at San Francisco's one-year-old Candlestick Park. Not a lot of people like to play there because of the confusing winds and the different microclimate that seemed to be just there at Candlestick Park. I'll tell you all about that tomorrow and how strong the wind got and how it messed up the game for the National League right here on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.